Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest in football news. Every week we discuss all the big talking points from the world of football, preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, we'll discuss the fiasco that was Brazil versus Argentina, record-breaking Ronaldo, England easing to wins, and we'll preview the much-anticipated return of the Premier League. Well, we've plenty to get through. Let's talk football. Right then, here we are. Another week, another podcast. Episode 5. Episode 5. The big, the big 5. The big Rio, as I like to call it. Oh, God. Here we go. He's, he's off already. So, um, hi, everyone listening. If it's the first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Please subscribe to the podcast, however you do so, and make sure you tell all your friends about us. really helps us out. Have a little listen. I'm sure you enjoy, hopefully you'll enjoy what we're doing. But, um, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's the plug out of the way. That is the plug out of the way. That's the plug out of the way. So I guess we want to start talking football, and we can't not start with whatever the hell happened in Brazil the other day. Oh, dear. Why, oh, why are we getting ourselves into situations like this? It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's so silly. So uh, let's, uh, let's talk everyone through it. Okay. So the first initial thing to mention to everybody is the Premier League decided that no players would travel to South America. Seems very sensible. Because obviously most of the South American countries are on the red list, meaning the players yep. would have to quarantine when they came back before they could take part in other matches. Obviously FIFA didn't like it because it, it meant that loads of players wouldn't be available for national teams. But obviously... We're in a global pandemic. It was the sensible thing to do. It really, it really was. So, however, four players. So we've got Martinez from Aston Villa and Emi Buendia and Giovanni Lo Celso and Christian Romero from Tottenham. Yep. Took it upon themselves to fly to Argentina. Yay. Yay. Good decisions not made by footballers. Yay. Shock horror. So they were okay to play the game up against Bolivia last week. Yeah. But obviously the Brazil game, they had to travel from Argentina to Brazil. Now, why it took the Brazilian officials three days to recognise that, hang on, these guys have come from England to Argentina. Yeah. And then have gone from Argentina to Brazil. Mm-hmm. So, so just explain what the Brazilian rules were at the time as well. So the Brazilian, so you have to quarantine going to Brazil. Even if you've been to Argentina already. I don't know what list okay. Argentina are on. I'm assuming they're on the red list as well. Well, it depends on nation to nation, doesn't it? It doesn't matter. Yeah, because obviously their rules are different to ours. Yeah. So, obviously the game kicks off. They get seven minutes into it, I think it was. And mm-hmm. then suddenly all these officials come rushing out of the tunnel, waving their hands to stop the game. Brilliant. They got stuck in traffic on the way to the game, which I thought was brilliant. That's 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 a really good part of it, the fact that they didn't get there because of traffic. Everyone yeah. else was there, so I don't I don't understand how I don't understand how this happens. I just don't I just don't know why we get into that situation. So then those four players were sort of taken away. Buendia wasn't playing anyway, but the other three were already out on the pitch and they were sort of herded away from the rest of the players as the captains and the managers tried to decipher what the bloody hell was going on and then 
it got abandoned. Yeah, well, they had the little training match, didn't they, the Brazilians? The Brazilians had the training match, which was shown on Premier Sports, which yeah, I thought really was brilliant. brilliant. Great stuff. Well, you know, they were there. They had time to kill. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a mess. What a mess. And now they've got to miss games for their Premier League clubs, I'm assuming. Yeah, so they've now all gone to Croatia. It's not a euthanism. They've actually flown to Croatia. Everyone's gone to Croatia. Is that like everyone being sent to Coventry? Is that, what, is that what that means? Pretty much, yeah. That's the European equivalent. Okay. Sorry, Croatia. Including Davis and Sanchez as well, because he took it upon himself to fly out for Colombia. So we've got three Tottenham players now Brilliant. in hot water with their club, and they're going to get fined when they come back. Not sure what's happening with the Aston Villa too. I should yeah. imagine they'll get away with it, maybe. Don't know. I thought I thought there was a deal struck with the vi- with with the Villa though. I th- I thought the players had struck a deal with with the Villa. It sounds like it. So that they'd only missed the Chelsea game originally. But then obviously then that got muddied when the Argentina manager said no, they'll be available to play Brazil after yeah. the Bolivia game. So so yeah, and now they're all in Croatia in isolation, waiting to fly back to the UK. Meanwhile, Edison Cavani was very sensible and said, actually, no, I will, I will stay. Well, yeah. And the Uruguayan said, all right, fair enough, and released him. Yeah. Everybody else took a sensible pill and stayed at home. Mm-hmm. Now, from a Tottenham perspective, obviously, Christian Romero has only played seven minutes so far in the league. Lovely. So, you know, was he going to play against Crystal Palace? Probably not. He would have played the Europa League game he's going to miss. Obviously, Giovanni the Celso, if you blow on him, he gets injured. So... Okay. You know, is he going to be a great miss? Probably not. Davidson Sanchez is the one I'm disappointed with because he's had a great start to the season. He's been in the team and now he's going to have to come out of it. Yeah. So. So I'm a little bit angry. You can tell I'm a little bit angry by that. That will leave Eric Dyer and who for you guys and who's going to step so in. That will leave Eric Dyer and probably Japet Tanganga. Tanganga move across. Okay. Moving across to centre back. Good job. You got a right back then, weren't it? Yes. It's a good thing we did ball the Royal Bloke. Yeah. Yeah. Good thing. Obviously, from for Aston Villa's perspective, obviously their number one goalkeeper is not going to be able to play now for two or three games, True. which is bizarre in its own right. Obviously, Buendia, you can swap him in and out for for someone else. Or someone will take his place. But a number one goalkeeper missing a game because of a silly reason like this is bizarre. It is rather bizarre. The whole thing's a bit a bit silly, but yeah. it's all the more entertaining to look on. To be honest. Absolutely, yeah. It caused a bit of ructions, didn't it? I was having a great time looking at it all. You love to see it. So, yeah. So that is what has happened in South America. Bringing us a bit more home to Europe. Yeah, we're not going to not talk about Ronaldo. Sorry. (laughs) He's broken another record. Another record? He's now the highest scoring international men's player of all time after he... Broke the long-standing record of Ali Dar. Poor Ali Dar. I feel sorry for him. 109 goals Ali got. And now Ronaldo has 111 after his brace against Ireland last week. Yeah. that was. I watched that second half as well of that game. Very, it was a very exciting ending. Yeah, I, I saw the goals. I didn't see any of the action. No, I, watched, I watched the last half an hour of the game. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, very intense. Were Portugal all over them? They, they, they were to a point. I mean, they weren't creating a lot. And then, obviously, you just sit the ball in the box twice, and Ronaldo's just better than most at heading the ball. Well, one one was a penalty, wasn't it? 
No, he missed the penalty. Oh, he missed the penalty. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the young kid saved it, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he missed yeah. the penalty. So I remember seeing that. They were, it was nil-nil and the penalty missed, and then Ireland scored just before half-time. And then Ronaldo got two headers in injury time. Well, one in the 89th minute and then one in, one in like the 96th minute, I think it was. Yeah. And, and then he got and then he took his shirt off, got suspended, and uh, got to come back to Manchester early. Oh, that's convenient. <laughs> it is a little bit. I thought that's, that too. That's worked out well. I thought that too. I was like, he must have known what he was doing, right? He must have known he was on a yellow card, right? Although it might disappoint a few people. It doesn't sound like he's going to play. Well, he's trained Saturday. today. He's trained on, well, as of Tuesday, he trained. I don't know. Oh, so he was time? he was at the club and he was training. Yeah. So I did see I did see the picture of him and Ollie together. Yeah. Well, he was there's some more photos the club released Tuesday afternoon of him training. So he's probably had by the time you hear this two or three days training with the team. I don't think there's any. He's he's not going to not want to play, right? Imagine if he doesn't. If he's there for four or five days, he plays, right? There's no way he doesn't play. But imagine if he doesn't. Imagine all those people who have paid all that money to be at yeah, that game. Yeah, but that's the thing. I think the game was practically sold play. out anyway. So it's not as if anyone... Yeah. People were going anyway. It's Old Trafford. It's always sold out. It's not like the Etihad. Oh. Shots fired. You can send your complaints. Yeah, send your Let's complaints. Let's talk football pod on Twitter. Do it. Let's see them. It's all right. I've been very respectful about Manchester City so far this season. I had to get one digging. You have. That's five episodes in, and you haven't had a dig at Manchester City. I've had no. millions at Arsenal. You so really far. have. <laughs> I'm, I'm allowed one. Come on. They give it. They give it as good as they get. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. I mean, he might not start, but I think he will, because he'll demand. He'll be in there demanding that he plays. Do you know what I mean? Oh dear. But in that, in, that, in that sort of in that sort of the way that he is, do you know what I mean? Not necessarily him walking into the office and go, "Oi, manager, I must play." I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. I don't think he would. <laughs> I think he's got too much respect for the club. Has he got any respect for the manager? Of course he has. He played with him. Yeah, but in fact, I'm sure Ollie set him up a couple of goals in that one in that season when Ollie came yeah. back from his knee injury. So I think there's plenty of respect there. It remains to be seen. I think we'll see. You'll be surprised. The Ronaldo Circus tent is up. Can't wait. It's going to be great. Right. So let's move on then. We're so far in International Week. We haven't even talked about England yet. Yeah, we haven't. Comfortable win. As of right now, everyone listening, England haven't played Poland. Okay, just so you're all let's get that out there now. You're like, what are you going on about? Hey, blah 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 against Poland. We don't know because I can't see into the future, which is technically the past. As you're listening to this, so I understand it might be a little bit what, but that's just what's happening. Okay, we're all going. You're going MCU on everybody, aren't you? Yeah, we are. It's like the uh, the TVA around these parts. We've got to start with a hungry game, and obviously, don't even know where to start with that atmosphere and that crowd. Oh, it's just pathetic, isn't it? That's the only word to describe it. Like, it's just, it's enough. It's enough now. Action needs to be taken. Yeah. Uh, and if anyone's got any qualms with why the players are taking a knee anymore, well, you can throw them right in the bin because that was the, this is why they do it. Because Absolutely. this sort of stuff needs to be stamped out and they need people to be aware that this stuff is happening yeah. and that they're not happy about it and something needs to happen. And, and if that's what they choose to do to get that point across, then I think everyone should respect that. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And that crowd can just... Uh, oh, I just don't know. I mean, obviously, it's not everyone. There's there's a section. It's a section. It's yeah. a section of, of the support in Hungary. Obviously, are not 
worthy of being associated with football. Yeah, it only takes one idiot, as they say. But the 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 unjoined thinking between UEFA and FIFA on these matters is terrible, considering that UEFA had already banned them, like a crowd ban. But then, because this is a FIFA competition, being the World Cup qualifiers, yeah, the ban doesn't stand until their next UEFA sanctioned game, which is ludicrous because technically. UEFA are under FIFA's umbrella, right? Sort of. It's all a bit complicated, that. But essentially, their ban will probably come in their next European... or either their, na their Nations League game, I assume. Yeah. Friendlies and the European qualifiers for the World Cup are all under FIFA. But then yeah. it'll just be the Nations League and the Euros and the Euro qualifiers that sit under UEFA. So that will be March, because we're playing World Cup qualifiers now until the end of the year. Exactly, and obviously then the World Cup's coming. Well, yeah, because that's when the Nations League starts, doesn't it? And then in the next... Well, I think they're having the playoffs in March. Of course, yeah. For the World Cup. And then, yes, they'll do the Nations League in the summer. So, the solution is, basically, FIFA and UEFA need to get on the same page with this yeah. stuff and show some unity. Because, you know, they're, they're very good at throwing their adverts out there and saying one thing and then not doing anything on the other because they might upset a couple of delegates somewhere. Yeah, and obviously a financial penalty doesn't do anything. Well, no, not the size that they dish out. No. Not when they're dishing out 4,000 euro fines or whatever it is that they're doing. Obviously, stadium bans doesn't work either. No, the stadium bans haven't worked because they've happened in the past. So do we... Ex Competition bans. And even so, yeah. even if it's UEFA and FIFA, like if there is a stadium ban, it has to be FIFA go, okay, we will help you police that and we'll you know we'll carry that into our game into this, yeah. into this competition with so it's you acknowledged by both parties yeah i think that would make sense in terms of stadium bands but there's no reason why and the thing is i heard you know i saw uh on the journalist from the mirror he was talking about it he was saying well if we're willing to dish out because we you know we've got our own problems in england absolutely yeah but if we if we want these types of sanctions then we need to be willing to accept them when they come to us and that's fair. Yeah. You know, you think about fair. the hooliganism in the 80s when England clubs and were banned from European competitions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there's there's a precedent for this type yeah. of thing. So there's no reason why it shouldn't happen now. Absolutely. 100%. So, yeah, hopefully um, we'll start to see some, some action taken because it's just people are going to do their jobs at the end of the day. Imagine going absolutely. in to do your job and getting racially abused. What? Yeah. That's just not on. Not on. I did like the fact that Declan Rice and it was it Grealish, the other one, no, started, started drinking. drinking. Yeah, I was a bit. I know I got a bit like, oh, no, you don't know what's in there. No. Anything, true. anything could be in them cups. Yeah. But it was a good, you know. But I did think it was quite funny. It, it was funny, but it's just like, oh, they might have <laughs> weed in those. Yeah. And thrown them onto the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> who's really having the last laugh? Bloke in the stands, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, other than that, the game, I mean, it was the secondary part of that event, but a 4-0 comfortable win. Yeah. Three points in the bag for England. First half was a bit dull. Second half, it sounded like it came to life. Yeah. No, they were much be they were much better in the second half, and the goals came. It came to life as I went out. Nice. Nice. And, of course, there was the Andorra game at the weekend, another comfortable 4-0 win. Not a lot to say on it. Jesse Lingard looked great. Yes, he did. Yeah. Two goals and an assist for, and an assist for Jesse. 
Was he Harry Kane scoring his 40th goal for England? He has. Puts him up there, doesn't it, now? And it puts him level with Michael Owen. Michael Owen. Michael Owen, who I thought was... I thought Michael Owen was going to be the man to beat Bobby Charlton's record, you know? Yeah. But then, obviously, he had his bad injuries. He did. So, all being yes. well, all being well, Kane's going to end up with, I think, 65 England goals. Oh, crikey. Well, you think he's Easy. got 40 goals in 63 caps. Yeah. He's going to end up with loads... If he gets so he's going to break Rooney's record. Oh yeah, if he gets to a, if he gets to hundred at that rate, what he's going to be on like seventy five ish. Yeah. So he'll he'll get he'll get the England record. All being well, injuries permitting, of course. Absolutely. I would think that's on the cards for him. And of course, it was Poland on Wednesday, but we've explained earlier. So come on, England. Yay, we won. Boo, we lost. Or okay, we had a draw away from home. Good. Okay, that covers all three okay. bases for you. All right. Absolutely. Well done. So let's now move on to the other home nations, starting with Wales. So Gareth Bale, obviously, coming to the rescue again for Wales. Yes, yes, Gareth Come Bale. Come on, the Wales. Little, yeah. Nice little hat-trick for Gareth. Two penalties and an injury. Well, was it injury time winner? Was it it just was an more? injury time goal. And it was so close to being saved. The guy squirmed over the goalie's hand. Yeah, he didn't, really, hit, he didn't really. hit it well. No, but it was so good when it rolled over the line. <laughs> Yeah, no, good. I'm, not a, I'm not a Welshman, by the way, but obviously it's Gareth Bale. Yeah. I am in love with the man. Shame. Again, <laughs> we'll get some help. It's, hey, it's only like you with Ronaldo, mate. Ronaldo, you understand? Ronaldo's worth it, though, isn't he? Let's be honest. Oh, steady. Twice the player that Gareth Bale ever was. Oh, <gasps> that's sacrilege. I mean, it's not, though, is it? Oh, you can't say things like that. Even you could admit that. Right. Once, once again, people... Let's talk football pod. Yeah, everyone's there's just going to be constant tweets of people agreeing with me. Maybe. That's all we're going to see there. But yeah, so no, good win for Wales. They needed that to keep their hopes alive, really. They did. They Out of the home nations, them and Northern Ireland are the only two that I think are potentially going to qualify. Not qualify. What do you think? Or are you out? No, I think, no, I think Northern Ireland will. I do think... you think Northern Ireland yeah. will? I think Northern Ireland will. They're 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 close enough to the top of that group. They'll get. They might get second. It's it's yeah. tricky. It's tricky though, isn't it? Because obviously there's not as many European spaces in the World Cup, so it's easier to qualify for a European Championships than it is a World Cup, yeah. just because of the numbers. Yeah. So it's very interesting because the second place teams go into a tournament, don't they? Alongside some of the Nations League countries who've finished in top of their groups in one of the one of the divisions who haven't qualified it's a bit complicated I'm not a hundred percent sure but it's UEFA so it's, it's bound to be it's, complicated it's very complicated so um, I'm just going to wait for the fixtures to come out I think for the playoffs yeah. I think basically it's going supposed to be a little mini tournament where three teams go through right okay so it's it's very tricky so you've got your winners all go through straight away but then you've got this little mini tournament that's going to happen the playoffy type tournament where three other team nations are going to go through I say this about UEFA all the time. Why on earth do they have to make things so bleeding complicated? Well, one, they want to give the Nations League some importance. Yeah. So it can be like, well, it can help you qualify for a World Cup. Yeah. And secondly, they like to play as many matches as possible to make as much money as possible. Well, there is that aspect to it, but you shouldn't need a maths degree to work out who's going to be playing in the tournament and who isn't. Yeah. So hence why that is so complicated. That is why the European Championships got bigger. 
that's why the nation well the nation's league i actually like that because it stopped all these pointless friendlies and i'm, I'm all for that yeah but again yeah. they knew they were going to make money out of it and mm -hmm. it's why they're yeah. moan it's why they're i mean i also agree with this point that the world cup should only be every four years but one of the big reasons uefa are against it is obviously because the euros happen every other year uh, happen yes. you know in those two yeah. in that same summer yeah i don't quite understand how that's going to work the brainchild of Arsene Wenger, it's all it needs to be said. Yeah, I don't think it'll happen. I think there'll be too much opposition to it. Oh, no, UEFA will just bin it. Yeah, because yeah. I think, well, the thing is, the South Americans will want it. Yeah. And I think, obviously, the, the Asian nations will want it because it's a big event for them. Yeah. And the African nations as well will yeah. probably want it because it might be, you know, it'll be big for them. So is there enough European countries to... But it would just be UEFA. It? It'll be UEFA as a whole, and considering that half the World Cup tournament, I think it's about half. Is it 16 European nations go through into the World Cup? So that's half the World Cup. Yeah, it is, yeah. So, you know, unless it's been expanded, the World Cup, can't remember. It's being expanded. It is being expanded, isn't we it? Get, when we get to America. Okay. So there's going to be 40 teams in it, isn't Canada there? and It's basically going to be the Mexico same as the Euros, I think, is the setup. Yeah. Where you get your top three, you know, your, third, your best third places going into around a 32 or whatever it is. So yeah, so that's why, in a nutshell. Scotland, should we have a quick mention of Scotland? We can do. I'm worried for Scotland. Well, I say worried. For, well, I am actually, because I like all the home nations to do well. Yes. They're not yeah. looking great. No. Obviously, McTominay's injured at the minute, but they can't find a place for Tierney in the team, I think. No, because obviously they've got Robertson down that left-hand side, yeah. haven't they? And they've tried they're him at that left centre. Well, yeah, they tried yeah. him at right back. They tried him at left centre back. Yeah. It's really difficult. But as time of recording the podcast, they're only two points behind Israel. Yeah. And it is a pretty so, open group, that one, to be fair to them. It's tough because yeah. they're all sort of on a similar level, aren't they? Yeah, the Danes are running away with it at the top. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Second place is very much up for grabs. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, come on, Scotland, do, do better. How amazing would it be if all four home nations and the Republic of Ireland... All qualified that'd be great oh, wouldn't it it'd be amazing imagine yeah imagine imagine the time that that actually happens we can but hope Again. right so i heard you've got something up next for us now then richard i have so obviously we we've discussed in between podcasts that international week we're going to be a bit thin on the ground for stuff to talk about yeah no, stuff to do it can be very quiet so i've devised a game yay Oh, you're going to love it. All right, come on then, let's have it. So it's inspired by Cristiano Ronaldo breaking the international record, which we mentioned earlier on. Nice. With his 110 goals. Okay. So what I've done is I have devised a game where we go through the England players mm -hmm. who've only scored one goal for their country. Okay. I've got two, I think, in my head. Right. Off the bat. Keep them there. Keep them there. So I'll give you exa I'll give you an example of yeah. what I'm going to do. Okay. So I will give you the initial yeah. of the player. I will give you the year and the country they have scored against. Mm -hmm. And then the point system. Get ready for this. Yeah. So the point system. So the position I can give you if you want it. Mm -hmm. That'll get you 10 points if you guess it right. If I have to move on to the club they played for at the time, that'll give you five points. If I have to give you the first name of the player, that'll give you just the one point. Okay. So there are 100 points up for grabs. 
All right, then. Because it was the easiest way to work it out. There are ten of them all together. They are post-war. Helpful. Right? So, in fairness, I've done a few that are a bit harder than the ones that are more recent, but they are well-known players. So hopefully your football knowledge will not let you down. It probably will, but come on, let's go on with it. Okay. So you don't want, to, don't want me to do the example? You understand the rules? Yeah, yeah, let's just go. Right. Okay. So the initials of the first player, WB. Wayne Bridge? No. Okay. The year, yep. 2008. The opponent, the Czech Republic. I mean, it could have been Wayne Bridge. It could have been Wayne Bridge. It wasn't. WB. Do you want his position? WB. BBB. 2008. Yeah, go on. Centre back. A centre back? Oh, probably I'm never getting this one. You'll kick yourself. A centre back. Wes Brown? Wes Brown is right. He actually scored for England. He scored for England. Go on, Wes. Okay, next one. DH. DH. Okay. So this is a slightly older one. All right. Only slightly older. 1991 versus New Zealand. No chance. Okay. Do you want his position? Yeah. Centre forward. DH. DH. H. Do you want his club? Yes, please. It was the club he was most synonymous with, so hopefully you'll get it from this. Sheffield Wednesday. Oh. Is it... <laughs> Hang on. Is there, like, a Hutchin... Hutchinson or someone like that? No. No. Not Hutchinson. I, I don't know who this is. No? Do you want his first name? Yeah, go on. Probably right now. David. I mean, that could be anybody. <laughs> so David H. Yeah, you're about to tell me a name of a footballer I've never heard of. I'll know it. You will know it if I t once I've told you. Fine. David Hurst. Silence. No. Brilliant. You've never heard of David Hurst? Sorry, David Hurst. I'm sure you... The 1993 League Cup final and FA Cup final. I I'm sure you had a great career, but um, no, sorry. Oh, okay. Right, I, I was going to move on to a hard one next, but we'll go to an easy one first and we'll come back. We'll, we'll, we'll get you warmed up a bit more. So the next one, JJ. I mean, I want to say Jermaine Genus. You want to say Jermaine Genus and you're right to say Jermaine Genus. There we go. There we go. 2008 against Switzerland. Nice. So the next one. So we've got BT. That's a telephone company. British Telecom. Yeah, well done. Now this one's from 1963 and the was against France. Oh, you've got absolutely no chance of me getting this. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'll give you the position. Centre forward? No? I mean... Okay, I'll give you the club. Chelsea. Supposed to mean something to me. Yeah. The person that Frank Lampard scored more goals than. No. Yes, he is. I can't remember his name, but I know that he exists. Oh, have a guess. Did he someone? Close. You want his first name? Yeah, go on. Bobby. Oh. No, then. What's his surname? No. Bobby Tamling. Oh, no. No chance. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll go, we'll go to another easy one. Um, LK. Ledley King. Ledley King. I knew you'd put him in. I knew you. Yeah, well, you mentioned Rio. I, I, yeah, to be fair, I think Rio's got more England goals, though, than, than one. Yeah, Ledley's only got the one. I yeah, think. yeah, Rio's got more than one, I think. Although he was injured quite a lot of the time, let's be fair. Yeah, not quite as good though. Right. 
Next one. A.S. Alan Smith. Alan Smith. Which Alan yeah, Smith? Oh, Leeds Alan Smith or Arsenal Alan Smith, as in the commentator Alan Smith? That's Leeds Alan okay. Smith. If you'd have let me say it, it was 2002 against Portugal. Okay. Well, I'm going to go to my another hard one now. And I think you might know this because you like television, don't you? I will see. a clue for you. E.H. 1972 versus Wales. E.H. I like television. You like television. Is that because this person's on the telly? He was on the television. As a pundit? As or... a captain. Oh. <laughs> See, I'm thinking question of sport, and I'm thinking Emily Hughes, but that makes no sense. Well, that is the correct answer. Is it really? It is. Oh, there we go, then. But you're flying through them now. Right, we've got three left. So I'll go to... Let's go to this one. CW. 2018 USA. Oh, my God. I should know this one, then. should. It's a fairly recent one. 2018 DW. DW. Do you want his position? Yes, please. Centre forward. Oh, is it Callum Wilson? It is Callum Wilson. There we go, then. Right. Let's go for the last of the harder ones. So we've got SB. 1974 against Wales once more. That the same? It's, no, not quite the same game. It was two years earlier, wasn't it? No, it's two years earlier, Evelyn Hughes, yeah. S, what, sorry? SB. SB. Do you want his position? Yeah, it won't help. Centre forward. Will it help? That's not going to help. It's not really going to help. The club might help you. It probably won't, but go on. It probably won't, not from this era. QPR. Yeah, you've got no chance. Unless his no, name's okay. Steve Bennett. That's a good guess. First name? Go for it. I mean, again, it won't help. Stan. Stan Bennett. Close. So close. Stan Bowles. Proud <laughs> of him. Never, you've never heard of Stan Bowles? No. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm not as old as you, all right? <gasps> Two strikes today. The problem with these boomers, listeners. Right, last one. It's a fairly easy one. Let's hope you end on a high. O-W. O-W. From 2021 versus oh, Sam Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins. There we go. <sighs> oh. I mean, I was a bit disappointed that Nugent wasn't in there. I could have done David Nugent. Yeah. And didn't Franny Jeffers. Yeah. He got. He was one guy. Those were the two names that were in, in my head. Ah. There you go. There were lots of them. There were lots of recent ones, but I thought we'd delve back into the history books as well. Zoom. So, you got 60 points from that, mate. Oh, there we go. Well done. Thanks. It's a pass. I'll take it. Yeah. But there you go. Expect more of this in international breaks. I hope you're looking forward to it, listeners. Okay, so it's time to have a look at the weekend coming. The big fixtures in the Premier League coming this weekend. Yep, yeah, the Premier League is back folks thank the lord so the premier league weekend starts on saturday crystal palace versus tottenham 12 30 then there's lots of three o'clock games this week watford against wolves brentford against brighton arsenal against norwich the small matter of manchester united versus newcastle and southampton and west ham before leicester play manchester city in the last of the three o'clock games Chelsea and Aston Villa is the 5.30 game on Saturday. Just the one game for Sunday. Leeds against Liverpool. And Everton and Burnley round off your weekend on Monday night. 
So lots, lots to look forward to. Lots to look forward to. The Palace Spurs usually lunchtime kickoff. London Derby. Yep. London Derby. Hopefully four wins from four. Yeah, we've talked about the players that Spurs are going to be missing. Yep. But I think if you're going to miss them against anyone, Palace is probably not the worst place to go right now. No, but they have got Onsen Edward, haven't they? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he settles in. Yeah. Obviously, the big six-pointer at the Emirates. Big six-pointer, yeah. Arsenal-Norwich, bottom, bottom of the table clash. Um, but son, um, I just can't believe Arsenal, they're in mess that they're in. It'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. You know, yeah, obviously, it's perfect opposition for them after the internationals, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good chance at home. I mean, there's, I, I expect Arsenal to beat Norwich, to be honest. Yeah, probably. I'm actually quite looking forward to Brentford Brighton. Yeah, I think this could be a really Very good game. Very evenly matched teams. Yeah, this could, yeah. this could be a really good game of football. You watch, it'll be nil nil now. One shot, uh, one shot in the stands. But, but yeah, no, I fancy that to be a really good, entertaining game where both teams believe they can win. So um, I'm quite looking forward to that one. Obviously, West Ham as well this weekend, looking to move back into top spot if results go their way. Yeah, but it won't be easy at Southampton. No, no. Obviously, you, Manchester United proved that. They did. They played really well against Manchester United. So, um, you know, it's not going to be a foregone conclusion. Leicester Man City might be quite tasty I think, as well. Yeah, Leicester Man City obviously replay the Community Shield game at the start of the season. So it'll be interesting to see how far City have come since then and got their fitness levels up. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is at Leicester, so it'll be interesting to see how City get on. And, you know, we've been talking a lot with City about how, you know, they didn't get the striker they needed or wanted and whether, you know, someone like Ferran Torres, who has been their focal point, he's going to be able to produce for them in games like this against the top Things parts. Like yeah. yeah, in the top part of the Premier League. We'll see how they get on. I mean, you know, Leicester are always can always win. Yeah, to be fair, looking at the fixtures overall, there's not a bad game this week. I don't think. I think every game is kind of intrigued to see what happens. Absolutely, yeah. Obviously, it's the first game after the international break, so we've had the sort of the first bit of the season. They've had the ten days off, and now we're kind of into the yeah. I think I think this is it now. I think, like I said a couple of weeks ago, I think once you get past this first international break, the players have had time to get their fitness levels back up properly. You know, those that have gone on international. If they've played, have got more minutes under their belt. I think some of the clubs have been playing behind closed doors games in this break as well. Some of them have, yeah. So it'd be, yeah, because Arsenal beat Brentford, didn't they? They did, and they so... tweeted about it, and they got hammered for it. <laughs> and obviously, I think United have played a game against the Premier League team, but yeah. I can't remember who it was. I think Phil Jones played in that. Who? Exactly. Never heard of him. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But obviously, the game I'm most looking forward to, Man Leeds United versus Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, Leeds versus Liverpool. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, they both injure each other. I mean, what? Oh. No. Um, Man United Newcastle is going to be Old Trafford. He's going to rock. Cristiano Ronaldo is rolled out in a wheelchair because he's injured his foot in training. Imagine. No, he'll, he'll play. I mean, he'll be there. He'll, the place. The place is just going to rock. It is. Old Trafford's just going to be the place to be. On Saturday, it's going to be the most... I bet that's going to be one of the most watched Premier League three o'clock kickoffs around the world ever. Probably. And the, the TV company... I mean, we talked about this last week, didn't we? But the yeah. TV companies are kicking themselves right now for not picking this game for TV this weekend. That's the day we'll be loving it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Gary Lineker, Alan Shearer will be going, all right, we're going to get some viewers tonight. 
they're going to have a whole half hour devoted to that game, probably. Yeah, well, it depends. It depends if he plays, doesn't it? Yeah, if he doesn't play, then doesn't play. Yeah, be last on. <laughs> Watford Wolves. I think Wolves have just played so well this season. They need, they need, they need a goal. They do. They do. They look like they. And I think I think Watford will give them chances, like everyone else. You know, they've made chances against three really good teams. And they've just got to put one of them away. Yeah. yeah. And I think Watford and then will the give. The floodgates will open, probably. Exactly. Yeah. I think what they'll get chances against Watford. I haven't seen too much of Watford yet, really, to get a gauge of where they're at. But I think no. I think they still might struggle. No, they weren't great against us, but obviously coming. Yeah, they to did big... well against Villa, though, didn't they? They played well yeah. against the Villa, so. Yeah, coming to a club like us, obviously they are going to sit back. They are going to try and soak it up. Yeah, against a team more on their level, it will probably be a bit more even. Yeah, indeed. Chelsea Villa. Normally a very good game, that one. It will be, but I just I think Chelsea will have too much for Villa. Probably. I think you know with the firepower that they've got. Yeah, probably. I just. Although do Villa do generally surprise Chelsea? Mm. So obviously over the years. Obviously, they were the first team to beat Jose Mourinho's Chelsea. Yep. Back in the day. So. Well, we'll see, but I, I, I do think I do think Chelsea will just have too much for Aston Villa on. Yeah, probably. On the evening kickoff, and then Sunday's game Leeds Liverpool. That's going to be a good game, fascinating game. That as it always is when Leeds play one of the top teams. Yeah, because they've got no fear, Leeds. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this fixture last season was the op- the opening fixture of the season, wasn't it? Yeah, finished four three. Finished yeah four three. Ellen Road will be. Jumping, yeah. I think if Leeds play like they did against United against Liverpool, which they probably will, Liverpool have the same qualities one on one that United have in their first team. Yeah, but I think that man for man, they'll probably have enough to get past Leeds and get the win. Maybe who knows? Just my thoughts, but yeah, you know, you never know. Leeds they run and they run, they do, and they don't stop. And Liverpool's press has eased off the last season or so. Yeah, they've adapted their game a little bit more, haven't they? So, another intriguing tie. Absolutely. And to look forward to Sunday afternoon. Then Monday night, Everton-Burnley. Be a test for Everton. Mm. Because they've started all right, but this will be one of the ones that they slipped up on last year, and they might well do the same this year. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Burnley always seem to, even though every every year you look at their squad and you think, oh, they're not going to survive this year. And, And they do. Yeah, they just have the way. They are they are the new Everton. Remember Everton in the late nineties. Yeah, and they always just used to scrape by and stay in the league. Yeah, that is that is Burnley. That is it. Lovely stuff. Right, that is your Premier League preview. I think there's plenty of great games looking coming up this weekend. Can't wait. Yeah, the Premier League is back. I cannot wait. So with that, I think that's pretty much everything we've got to talk about this week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think we're pretty much yeah, I done. I think so. So thank you very much for listening. Don't forget you can tweet us at Let's Football Pod. Get involved. Let us know what your thoughts are on the games coming up, the games gone by. You can even email us at Let's Talk Football Podcast 442 at gmail.com. I'll say that again because it's quite long. Let's Talk Football Podcast 442 at gmail.com. So we will be back next week after the return of the Premier League. There's lots to look forward to. In the meantime, stay safe and we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye.